What's up? What's up? I don't know that this movie was... Uh... Oh, it's a rough one. <laughs> well, let's 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 talk about it. Let's 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 dive into it. All right, we're back. Uh, we're we're here. Episode. Uh, I don't know what episode it is, Matt. I really don't know what episode it is. We've done a lot of these, um, but we're here with uh, a doozy, one to talk about. Major pain. How are you? You know what. Jeff, I'm great. I'm, you know, because the world is on fire. Um, the specter of nuclear annihilation is looming. Um, <laughs> apparently, aliens exist. Apparently, uh, but you know, but you know, I know what the people really need to know is whether or not major pain holds up i think that is the real issue at the heart of um, the citizens of this world right now i think people are crowded around their radios right now just waiting with bated breath to, to to hear whether or not major pain starring damon wayans holds up yeah i i agree i think everybody's sitting here going God, if I could only find this question, get this question answered, you know, I I could sleep well at night if if uh, if that came to pass. But so we're gonna give it to him. We're gonna tell him whether it holds up, right? Yeah. I mean, that's what we do. That's what they can count on. Our count our legions of listeners. Are all in of this them. trying time? Yeah. So take comfort, we're here. everybody. We're here. We're here. Yeah. We're gonna give that's you right. what you want and what you need so that you can sleep well. Major pain. That's right. Damon Wayans, the movie from, I don't know what year it was, 1995, 95. 95, middle 90s, exactly. Yes. Give us the synopsis, Matt. As always, take us away. Tell us, what is this take movie about? Away. I will take you away, uh, boys and girls, um, because for Major Pain, which is the, um, the heartwarming story of a soldier... Uh, of of a of a psychopath. Who, uh, okay, I'm trying to figure out how to phrase this. Yeah, I know psychopath uh, with a heart of gold. I don't. I don't. Major, it's major pain. The heartwarming story of a soldier who goes from being a psychopath to a psychopath who likes kids. Um, as that's as far as I can tell that, I mean, although that even is kind of unclear at the end, whether or not he actually likes the kids, I don't know. All I do know is that this is a movie about a certified psychopath who just behaves like a psychopath for an hour and a half. And that's kind of the movie, but I guess, you know, if you want some more, um, details, it's about a, a soldier, uh, named major pain played by Damon Wayans, um, who is basically your your average just gung-ho, uh, you know, super soldier who just lives for the kill. He is ruthless in, in battle and kind of fearless and and clearly um, sort of a, a real, a real just a, a, a true warrior, you know, in the, in the American sense. Uh, unfortunately, he 
as he's informed by his uh, his uh, his his general or whoever, um, <laughs> whoever. Be, played by played whoever. I mean, honestly, like that's where I'm at with this one. Um, but played played, I will say, by the great Albert Hall, of course, um, for, played uh, Chief in Apocalypse Now. That was probably the most enjoyable thing about it was seeing him and thinking <laughs> about apocalypse now because that's a good movie um but uh so anyway he's informed by him that apparently he's killed everyone so there's no way left to fight because he's killed them all so of course there's no other uh there's no other option for major pain but to be uh Sent to a, a a preparatory academy, or I guess a I guess it's like a boys' school, uh, or or maybe not. I don't know, but it's it's Madison Preparatory School in Virginia, and he's given command of the JROTC students. I'm literally reading this off Wikipedia. I'm just gonna say <laughs> that I am I'm not kidding. Part of this, admittedly, is because I watched this movie like over a week ago, and I have barely hung on to it. Like was. It's like into the ether at this point, almost. But anyway, I'm 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 rejogging my memory here. So so yeah. So he gets it. It's it's your it's your basic, you know, um, uh, you know, hard ass soldier gets assigned uh, a group of motley a motley crew of like you know outcasts and and sort of uh, ne'er do wells at a, a academy, and he has to whip them into shape. So that's what the movie's about. And you know, and just from that synopsis, you you know exactly what happens. So you really don't need to watch this. <laughs> yeah, um, it's <laughs> please don't watch this. Um, I mean, I'm coming in a little hot. I'm sorry. Oh no, I love I'm gonna, it. I'm gonna, <clears throat> this is the first one I'm you've gonna, been strongly, strongly, clearly like. Oh yeah. Not only no, this, this is, so, it sounds like you're not only saying it doesn't hold up, but you're actively angry about I'm, this movie being made. Maybe this is it's just the world that the state of the world that we're living in. Um, I didn't need major pain. You know, I didn't need this. I didn't need this at this time. And I'm and the thing is, I have no one to blame but myself because I'm the one who put it on the fucking list. Yes, you so did. It's my fault. It is your um, fault. Anyway, I've said my my piece. Please, what are your thoughts? Because I'm very interested. Oh, I you know, well, I think I was angrier about this movie prior to watching it. Um I think you and I. I think this is a a a a, a situation of um, expectations. I don't know where your expectations in were going in. I surely it wasn't high. I mean, I mean, I didn't really have expectations. That's where your barely, problem is. I barely remembered it. I just know. I mean, I look, listen, and I do want to make this clear. I know I just already trashed the movie before we even really talked about <laughs> it. But I, but I, I love Damon Wayans. I do. Yeah. He's amazing. And he is funny in this movie. He's like, funny. I'm not saying he's, he doesn't give a funny performance. He's always funny. Yeah. Damon Wayans is awesome. I bear him no ill will. Um, I, he's, he's great. He's great. But the movie's bad. The movie is bad. The movie. Yes. yes. The movie is, it's, ju- it's just, it's just awful. I think um, you went into it. Like you said, you had no expectations, so then watching True. it and seeing how bad it was, I think it just yes. angered you. Whereas I went into the movie going, I really don't want to watch this movie. Like I was like, <laughs> I didn't either. I Dude, am I didn't not either. looking forward to this movie at all. I put it on the list. Yes. I did it. <laughs> yes. And, and even, dude, even I remember when we when we 
when you picked that as the movie last episode, yeah. I'm pretty sure if you listen back to it, I'm sure I was like, major pain. Yeah, okay. it was, it's, yes. You can hear us both like shooting ourselves in our soul saying, God, yes, we're going to have to watch this movie. Um, yeah. But hey, look, that's what this is about. This podcast is about watching movies that are questionable. I guess this one may yes. not have been questionable. We would have known, uh, we clearly thought it wouldn't hold up, and it, it clearly did. I mean, didn't I have up. questions. I have questions. Well, I mean, what are, what, what, give me a question. Let me see. You throw a question I mean, out. Let me see if I can answer it. I mean, oh my God. I. I don't I I don't even, I don't know where to start. I mean, listen, the thing is with this one is it's very clear the movie they set out to make like which is again, it's a movie we've seen before. This is another one of those in fact, this is actually kind of the second of these kind of movies after Stripes. We did Stripes already and yep. this is, you know, in the same vein, obviously a different kind of take, but it's, you know, it's this kind it's a it's it follows the same trope of these military academy comedies about, you know, like, uh, you know, these uh, sort of, I guess, you know, rebels in the in the uh, military establishment and which I'm, you know, I'm still which is interesting because as we watch these movies, we're discovering these tropes that were sort of recycled over and over again. And, and I and this is one that I find interesting and I really don't. And maybe and maybe again, this is maybe it's because we're living in a post 9-11 world where our views on the military I don't know. It's things are different now than they yeah. were then. So it's to me, I'm almost kind of just curious as to how where the, like why even make this movie that yeah. way. Well, you know, the funny thing is, is that like the premise. I don't know that I find the premise that funny. Damon Wayans is funny. There are moments in this in this movie where I laugh out loud. Hell, the first one of the first things when they're kind of introducing you to Major Payne and he's on some yeah. foreign. Uh, Expedition Operation. Operation what is it? Operation what? Operation Drug Sweep. Okay, Operation Drug Sweep. And some one of his compatriots injures himself and he says, Do you want me to take away the pain? And then he proceeds to like break the guy's finger in half and then walk away. And yeah, that and that was that was painful. To right. See. But I laughed out loud when yeah, it happened. No, yeah. It was funny. Yeah. But the but so yes. like there are moments in it. And one of my notes that I put down is that um, when when Damon Wayans feels real, like when the character feels like a real person, he's very funny. But yes. there are these moments where he is so like over the top and right. out of con, like it doesn't work. That those parts aren't that funny, and and yeah. and then. But back to my what I was started with, which is that I don't know that the premise of this movie right now, like the premise of this movie in '95, may have worked. But right now, when I going back and watching it, it's not funny. Like putting yeah. a military guy to go take over, like I, the situation just doesn't feel funny to me. It feels kind of like, well, yeah, you would send a guy, you know, like not that you would send a crazy psychopath to, you know, to mentor kids, um, but just. <laughs> Like it doesn't, it it's not like a situation where you're like, well, obviously this would be a comedy, you know, because right. they do another type of this movie, which is Renaissance Man, with uh, yeah. is it Danny DeVito or Danny I can't, yeah, DeVito, yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. and so that movie is very, I don't want to say very similar, but it's like in that kind of you where that's a drama, 
Like it's more of a it's funny, but it has more sincerity to it, and it's it's yeah. you know it's not a full blown comedy, and I think that works way better than yeah than this. And it, the whole premise is that he's psycho. He's a psychopath. I just don't know. I just it, it yeah. It just is. It's, oh god, it's an odd movie. It's really odd. I think. Well, I think the whole thing really. I mean, I don't know. Well, actually, apparently, I was you know in doing research and looking up things about this movie. I didn't realize it's actually kind of a loose remake of a movie from the fifties called The Private War of Major Benson, which oh, had really? Charlton Heston. Which really, which I'd never, I've, yeah, I've never seen, and I don't. I was looking at it, and essentially, all I can I can tell is that it's just, I mean, just the basic idea of like a of a hard nosed soldier having to. Uh, you know, take over some like, you know, like mischievous, you know, cadets or whatever. I can't see but, that. Charleston Heston. Uh, that uh, oh, There well, are I mean, so many thoughts going I'm through sure, my head right now. I'm sure it is a wildly different film. My God. This yes. One, this one, I think really is truly just, I think they were like Damon Wayans has this character who I do think, I think the character is funny. I think the idea of the character is funny. Like, cause he's clearly like a, he is, as these all of these movies are, these is kind of this is kind of like a holdover from Vietnam, where which I think a lot of the, the we were seeing a lot of these military movies. I really do think that's where they kind of came from because the people who were making movies and running the studios had just either, you know, maybe participated or been affected or grew up through Vietnam, and I think that kind of that that's probably where these movies kind of came from, and I think Daniel Wan's character is very much like a take on probably some like Vietnam vets who were probably not too far off from that guy, you know, slightly exaggerated, obviously, but I can see, I can see like the root of where that character might've come from. But I think the problem is for one thing, I don't know that that's a character that needs a movie. (laughs) I think that's a character that sketch. Awesome. I think the sketch would be really funny. I think him as a, as an ancillary part like I think he, th- like I think you're on it. Like if if this was another movie and he was like a side character, mm. do you know what I'm saying? Like he's mm-hmm. he's like a foil to a more straight person. That I think is the other thing. There's not a straight, like you know, you know, there's not a straight man in this movie. There's not a a, a counterpoint to him. He is the central focus, and as a result, it's just kind of. It, it doesn't really work. Whereas I think if he was this kind of side character that kind of kept inserting himself, he would be very funny, yeah. but it, yeah. it's just too much of, of him, of this, not Damon Wayans, but of this character, it's just too much. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think, I think it's all, it's handled and it's handled very, it's just, it's very sloppily kind of, made i think i it was clear that they i think they liked they liked this character and thought it was funny but then i think they probably realized oh we can't sustain a whole movie around this <laughs> right and and then they just it was just it was just frustrating because like all the story beats were there like oh you know you have the 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 guy who the cadets hate and then they revolt against him and then they like begrudgingly he kind of wins them over a bit and then they win him over and then they win the final thing and it's whatever. But there's no there's no satisfaction in it at all because no. I don't give a fuck about 
anybody in this movie. I don't care about a single one of these characters. Um, except maybe the little the little kid, Tiger. The kid. Yes, Tiger is the most winning person in this entire movie. I mean, I well, we gotta talk there's a lot of things to talk about, but I think let's go ahead and talk about the the cadets and yes. the, the the crew because I have a lot of questions about this. Because the first the first question I have is the the age disparity in this group. <laughs> School. What like what kind yeah. like I'm so confused because some of the kids are like 12. Some of the kids are 17. You know, then there's Tiger, who's fucking six years old. And then you have our main hero, you know, kind of, uh, you know, rebel guy, Stone, who is uh, he's supposed to be a teenager. And I'm telling you right now, I looked it up. The guy who played him, Stephen Martini, he was about 20 when he did it. He looks older than I do presently yes. in this movie, and I'm 37 years old. This guy looks like – I mean, it's ridiculous. Yeah. It's absurd. So I'm just – so I'm already like, okay, what kind of school is this? What are the criteria for – like, it, it was just – it just felt so sloppy and thrown together. It And, and you know, the other thing about it is that he's – he yes, he looks very old, but like you said, sloppily, it everything is a cliché. Like even when he when you're introduced to Stone in this, mm-hmm. he looks like Judd Nelson from Breakfast Club. Like he is <laughs> he he is a yeah. caricature of that care. He shows up in like I think it's camo uh camo pants, a black leather jacket, he's got long hair, I think he's got a tie dye shirt on on you yeah, know that underneath. Right. <laughs> and you know, he's just got this very kind of you know, um, you know, Breakfast Club kind of rebel look to yeah. it, and it's just—it's like exactly what you would expect in in a movie like this, which is un—it's yeah. unsatisfying because you're just like, yeah, I like you said at the beginning, like you don't need to watch this movie. It is ex- everything right. that is yeah. you know that you would expect to happen happens, and as a result, there's there's not a lot of things that are that are. Um, that are really enjoyable in it. And, yeah. you know, there are, again, I, I do think there are some things that are funny and I laughed out loud yeah. at parts, but it was just like, sure. it's, it's just like, ah, there's, okay, here's a point. And then I'd go, oh, well, that was kind of funny. Um, and then I'd just be like, oh, well, that's, this is so stupid. Like, what are we I doing? I think the thing, the thing for me, what I realized about it is that what I found funny, well, first of all, what I found funny is Damon Wayans, period, because that's it. That's the only thing right. that's funny about this movie. But but even with him, like, what I found, it wasn't necessarily necessarily his performance or, like, anything that he said. It was the little idiosyncrasies of the performance. Right. It was, like, little things that he did, little nuances he added to it that really made me laugh. Those were the funny parts. And so I, I did enjoy those, like, few moments. I mean... I mean, I will say, like, and actually, and the movie started off pretty good, even though well, it starts off with, I had it with Bad to the Bone, which is, I feel like this is like the twelfth movie in yes. the early nineties. Yes, this song. Oh my God! Yes, everything, every movie. Right off the top of my head, I can think of Terminator Two and Problem Child, and right. I know there's more. Oh, there's like, totally so more. I was like, wow, that mo- my, that my song first- is used in so many <laughs> movies that I hate that yes. song. I hate that <laughs> my song. First- my first note is bad to the bone again. Again. <laughs> That's my first note. 
Um, but, but, but it started off kind of promising because I like, I liked it and I liked the idea. Like when the scene with Albert Hall, I thought was really funny when he's like, you know, you know, there's nobody left to kill. You've killed them all. And he's like, right. But when he says, when, and when Dame Wayne says, what is without question the greatest line in the movie when he goes, kind of be somebody need killing. I mean, that was funny. I laughed at that for sure. And then the whole. The whole Apocalypse Now parody scene where he's right. like for, for like, you know, for like three days, he doesn't because he can't hasn't killed anybody in like three days. And he doesn't and he's going crazy in the room like Martin Sheen in Apocalypse Now. And right. he's like he kills a squirrel and like and like cooks it in the corner of his room and is like like feral and stuff. That scene was funny. Like, I laughed at that. Right. I did. But but again, it goes back to like I think him as a side character. This would be, very, you know, it it's good in moments. But it's just it's just too much of this character, honestly. Um, you know, back to the 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 crew, the Motley crew. Yeah, they're all they're all different ages, and I don't get that. But that opening scene where they're in the in the field and they're all lined up, and I'm watching this thing, and and then he gets to the he gets to the deaf kid, and yeah. he just says he just says. Okay, Mister Handicap Man, and I just I I was like, wow. I'm like, all right. So there's the line of comedy that we've clearly moved on. You know where you can openly make fun of and mock uh, someone with uh, a disability of of any kind. Yeah. Like I was like, he said it. I was just like, oh. They double down on it in the end too. Right with the blind guy. They they they, yes. I mean. Dude, okay, and can I say, I know we're just skipping, but I got to say something about the end of this movie, just just to express my frustration, and this really doesn't have anything to do with anything that happens, but when I was watching this movie, without revealing too much, like, the method through which I watch these movies, usually there's some technical difficulties occasionally, and when I was watching this movie, it, it took me, like, at least half an hour to watch the last six minutes of this movie. <laughs> And it it was the most frustrating experience I've ever had because it kept re- I couldn't get it to load and <laughs> and, it, and I was I was going crazy. I was like, there's six minutes left, just let me finish this fucking movie. And then I finished it and I was like, Why did I do that? I didn't even need <laughs> to watch this. I was so furious. I'm sorry, I just had to like exercise that out of me. But oh my just just anyway, I'm sorry. Tangent. No, but you. that's that's that is yeah, the the, the last it's just yeah, it's totally unrewarding, and I mean, and and you know, the thing that I think was really um, that r- the the love interest who 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 I thought was perfectly fine, um, played by the lovely the lovely Karen Parsons, who yes. we know from Fresh Prince, yes, 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 she was Lisa Lisa on on Fresh Prince, um, right? She, I think she's perfectly fine. I think I agree that she is fine as an actress. Yes, completely. The characters um, point like I. The, oh. uh, it, they go straight in. It, like I don't get it. Like he, the guy, he comes in is clearly a psychopath, but somehow she just keeps. It's almost she. I'm like, yes. why are you even talking to this? Like she's so calm and like I know immediately. She is like she is smitten with this guy, and he is clearly a psychopath from day from minute one. Like says he wants to wrestle her, which I'm like, oh, I'm, I know. Uh, the, the, the first thing he says to her, you want to wrestle? Yeah, I, it's oh, my God. I was baffled by 
that and I felt I was very I was frustrated by that character by her because it just I mean she I guess the, well she seems the way she seems to handle major pain is she just immediately starts to treat him like a child and I think right. that she's like but at the same time she's clearly like attracted to him and she remains attracted to him throughout the entire movie and never like for a second really I think like like the, the the point at which she has to she sort of begins to question her attraction is so far beyond <laughs> the pale of when she should have been like questioning this it's it's so ridiculous and unbelievable well and and i think the problem with the center part of the movie is that it has moments where you do see growth in major pain you see him do you well it, see <laughs> i mean no, really no you? but no, this well i'm i'm trying to get to my point which is if you you okay. take that one part of my sentence and and uh, you know out of context yes it sounds ridiculous because no there is no growth in him but what i'm trying to say is the movie is trying to show growth in him right yeah you know it is trying to suggest that he is starting to have affection for the kids and that there's a plan i mean that was the thing that was really jarring to me is that at the beginning he's just being like he's just being an asshole to the kids in some way and then in the middle like they try to make it out to that that he's got some sort of mr miyagi like i'm gonna wax on wax off through like they're not gonna know that i'm getting them to be leaders but he they're gonna be leaders and and it's like but then all of his actions throughout the rest of the movie are completely undisciplined and just crazy. (laughs) And you're like, so it undercuts the very thing that they're trying to sell. And it's like, she, Lisa, I don't remember her name in the movie, but... uh, Miss Miss, Yeah, she further makes it crazy because he does all these crazy things and then she just seems to like stare at him like, Oh, isn't he so cute? And I'm sitting every you're, I, you're like, what the fuck? You he know, puts, it's just, he puts a six year old in a sleeper hold at one point. Yes, yes. And she's like, still like smitten with him. She, he walks upstairs after the kid is afraid of the thing and shoots like seven bullets into a door without looking in a dormitory. By the way, another thing, this never is explained and it's totally crazy in this movie. And it, Again, I don't check my brain at the door for any movie, but this one really frustrated. This particular part of this movie frustrated me of all of them. And it's so minor compared to all the other things that go wrong in this movie. But he lives like there's the main dorm, right? There's the main building that everything is, right? You see it. Right. And then he yeah. lives at this outbuilding, right? I mean, that's what mm. they're suggesting. He's at this out this smaller yes. building at the thing right where they're running around he's sitting on the porch and they go to that building when he's asleep right right and they I do was this the very the geography of the school and everything was very confused i mean none of it really made sense to me okay well make heads or tails of so maybe though. maybe i'm misreading it but what i took it as is that this smaller outbuilding with the front mm-hmm. porch where you know they're sitting and they're running around it and then he makes her makes miss walsh blow his whistle um, mm. that that whole scene, like I took it that <laughs> that's where he is staying. That's his place. 
right? And then all of a sudden, right. it's like he's the nanny. Like all the kids are now in in this outhouse with him and Miss Walsh. Yeah. Like Miss Walsh lives like they don't go home at night. They're all sleeping. Like I get him; he's supposed to be there on time. But Miss Walsh stays at this school, doesn't she? Go home? Like they're all there at like seven p.m. at night, putting these kids to bed. And I'm just like, I, I just threw the whole thing through me. I'm like the timeline and the sequencing, and like you said, the geography of where everything is just doesn't work. And it's like it was off. Well, they didn't. Yeah, they didn't. They just didn't take. They just didn't care. I just yes, honestly, I don't, don't know what else to say other than they that they just didn't care. And they, and I think they were like, "Oh, it's Damon Wayans, wacky, uh, crazy uh, guy with a bunch of kids, and that's the movie." And it's like, and it's not. We don't, and don't bother, you know, writing a script because we're not going to do it anyway. We're, you know, we just need like we just need scenes. Like, just give me, give us scenes. Like. Just where are they in what what's what location, and we'll just figure something out. And it's and it's just it's not yeah it's not good. But see, I think that you're. It sounds like you're describing a movie a movie that we did earlier, which is House Guest, in which we both thought that Sinbad, all of Sinbad's lines were improvised. But I think that what you had in that movie, which we also agreed had some poor plot choices, is you had a straight man. You had Phil Hartman to bounce this kind of crazy character off of and that gave it some center some balance in it and and that doesn't yeah, exist in think, this movie yeah i think also what you had in house guest was uh, a director and like the filmmakers i think understood what was funny about sin at least if not the situation then at least like sinbad and phil hartman in that situation and knew how to utilize their skills and talents to to make it work and the director in this i think just doesn't i don't think i don't think the director in this really understands why this is funny and then therefore it ends up not being funny because i don't think he really understands what's funny about it right so it becomes this really unfocused like it seems like at a certain point they're just grasping for like okay well we gotta like they seem more concerned at a certain point with making the story beats as opposed to like actually making a funny, entertaining movie. Right. So for like the whole last like half of the movie, it's all, it's so just like generic, like, okay, then this moment has to happen. And then that moment, but there's no, there's, there's no thought or effort put into any of it. It's just, it's very, very like with very few exceptions. I mean, I did like the moment when major pain is about is leaving and we think, you know, he's going to, like, abandon the kids and everything and go back to killing people, I guess. Oh, and yeah. He's sitting at the, yes. the, the this train is, station. This is very funny. And, yeah. and he fantasizes. at a, He looks at a house across the street and fantasizes about himself being, like, a suburban dad with Miss Walburn and with the little boy. And, and he imagines some guy who, by the way, is, like, a Vietnamese soldier. Which he's, <laughs> right. he's This guy is totally hung up on Charlie, in quotes. Right. And... And fighting Vietnamese soldiers, and I'm sorry, Damon Wayans was not old enough to fight in Vietnam. Thank you. Not, oh, he was not. So I'm coming back to this. Kind of I'm coming ridiculous. back to this. But but I did but I did like that was a funny scene. Like there are funny moments, but they're few and far between. Yes, that was hysterical. It, I laughed out loud at that yeah. scene, especially with yeah, him them standing fun. by the grill, 
laughing yes. back and forth after he's like killed this, you know, yes. thing. And then he, yeah. and Mrs. Walburn is like looking at him, like shaking her finger at him. And he just kind of goes, yep. throws it. Like it was very, very funny. Um, yes. and I, and I loved that. I thought that was really great. Um, yeah. but to move back to your point about Damon Wayne's not being old enough in this, that also yeah. rears its ugly head in my view in the dance scene, which is like, I remember that scene vividly. That was that was like the one scene that I remember from Major yeah. Pain for ever was him doing the robot because right. a I thought he did the robot very well and I still think he did the robot very well. It was fun yeah, to watch him do it. But what was funny is that she. I have two points about this. One is that she's she's looking at it like nobody does the robot, and he's like, mm. I better dust off some more things of my repertoire. And I'm sitting there thinking in my head the whole time. I'm like, dude. You're like 25, or I don't know how old Damon Wayans is, but he's not old. And it's like, yeah. why? What yeah. dust off what, man? Like, you're not old enough to be like the premise is that he's supposed to be like have been in the army for like 30 years or something, and like he's yeah, he's not old enough to have old dance moves. He's like right. he's like young. They shouldn't, you know. It doesn't make I mean, any sense. Here, like, here's an idea. Here's an idea. Alternate casting. Imagine, and I don't know if it actually would have worked like health wise at the time, but imagine Richard Pryor in this part. Then I feel like oh Richard Pryor, kind of <laughs> okay, yes, absolutely. Sorry, my silence was was because all I all I heard in my head, I heard you say Richard Pryor, but all I saw in my head was yeah. Richard Gere, and I was like, that's just, that's a weird <laughs> oh, choice. No, that's, that's a weird that's choice, an Matt. And a gentleman. That's, that's a different movie. <laughs> well, yeah, I'm like Richard Gere. In my head, I'm thinking, what the hell are you going with, Matt? I don't I mean, yeah, imagine right? I him mean, in this role. It's not a far leap from Jamin Wayans to Richard, Richard Gere, right? They're basically Gere. the same person. Imagine Richard Gere they're, in this role. They're interchangeable. Robert interchangeable. De Niro. Uh, <laughs> Al Pacino. Yeah. Any of those guys. We can just go with them. They, certainly. Yeah, anybody. Cast anybody. Anybody. Um, no, Richard Pryor. Absolutely. Absolutely. No, I actually think that that would be pretty funny. I mean, yes, yeah. I it, 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 timing, but imagine him doing this yeah. movie in the eighties. Like, if he yeah. did the movie in the eighties, and he, you know, Wonder Wheel, you know, I, I just think, <laughs> I think he would be. I, I don't. Well, when are we going to do the toy? Oh That's my god! All, like, every time I know, we do an episode, I like, know, when are we you're waiting to do the toy. But yeah, no, I, I agree with you. I think that that would be. Um, I think that age would be better. For him to yeah. be able to that that joke would sell, but the other part about that dance sequence that I thought was really weird and funny for the wrong reason was mm -hmm. that once he's dusted off more parts of his repertoire in the dancing, right? Yeah, yeah. Miss Wahlberg starts to like enjoy what he's doing, and like so then she they like close up on her dancing, and her dancing is she just. She turns around, sticks her ass in the air, and just like shakes it oddly at him in this. It was really weird, and it was like I was like, I what dance move is? That? It was just I didn't get what in the hell was going on there. I was like, that's not a yeah. dance move at all. I I feel like they the people who made this movie like just forgot how people are. I don't yes. know, like they yes, it's like. It's a movie made by people who don't know how people behave in, in an actual world. Oh, my like, God. It's crazy. Uh, I mean, I do. I got to. OK, well, there's uh, there's a lot of things, but I, I'd like to take us back a little bit 
to to the actor so to the actor who portrays the the headmaster of this school um oh yes, yes. the headmaster of the school is played by William Hickey yeah who most people will know they'll remember um as i think he was uncle lewis from christmas vacation the guy with the the stogies and the, the blessing yeah get that blessing the blessing yeah, that's William Hickey. So you know what we're working with. And just to give you an idea, that was like probably like ten years before this movie. <laughs> so, and I'm gonna say something. And I I really like. I'm not trying to be mean. I really don't. I, I don't want to offend. Uh, you know William Hickey's family. I'm sure they're listening. But uh, uh, if you, the nicest way I can put this is if you told me that two seconds after they called cut. On his final day of shooting, <laughs> he passed away. I would believe you. Okay. Okay. It looks like they took him off life support to shoot this film. But okay, so it's, I'm glad I, I hear I keep you. Expecting at any moment, at any moment, William Hickey is going to like dissolve into a pile of bones <laughs> with a suit on top of it. I think, but it, it's is so, there... I was profoundly disturbed but, by Matt. Him. I isn't there? Isn't he in like? There's a movie, Billy Crystal, Forget Paris, right? Yeah, is you he in that? I think he's the father of Billy Crystal's uh, wife, and he oh, and he gets remember. driven around, and he all he says is, "You asked for it, you got it, Toyota." Oh my god! Yes. Right, and I think that's after. Wow. I think that's after this movie. I think Forget Paris is later. So. Um, I yeah, I think he did other movies after this, and I find that absolutely shocking. I'm sorry. It's he amazing is because I, this man is like two seconds away from becoming the crypt keeper, and and I'm and I mean I, I I mean truly, God bless blessed be his memory. I am not trying to I, I, again again no offense to the to the relatives of William Hickey who are listening because I'm sure they're among our many listeners. Oh yes, it's. That's that's our audience. Our audience is your wife, your wife's sisters, Casper uh, <laughs> Van Dien, and, and the family of William Hickey. That's our that's our audience. But <laughs> I just I just had to acknowledge that. I'm sorry. So uh, I so yeah. So um, so William Hickey is he like he feel like I feel like he's an actor that um that had a a. a like there was a prime for him and then he yeah. and then he like back in the 50s or something and that he was an actor that people know and then like he has like a a resurgence that where like our generation knows him only as this older elderly person in all of these movies but i don't know yeah. that did, did he have a i mean you sometimes he, know this stuff did he have like I'm, roles in previous movies it's a like, good question when he was i'm young? actually as we're, as we're speaking of him i just clicked on his wikipedia and the the picture they're showing is, I swear, according to the timeline, I mean, he's probably in his 30s in this picture. And I'm not kidding. He looks at least, he looks like 72. <laughs> so I think this man just unfortunately just, just read older than he actually was. But I'm seeing that he actually, I'm sorry, I saw the, the, one of the first lines of his bio is he began his career as a child actor. And that already made me laugh because <laughs> I can't imagine him as a child. Um, 
but he, but you know, it looks like yeah. I mean, he. Was, I can't imagine him as a child. <laughs> you just well, see, no. he's eighty years old as a child. It's like Benjamin Button. Okay, actually, now I'm looking. So yeah, so he started. I think he started in theater. It looks like he did have a couple of bit parts. And he was in this movie. Now that I see it, I do am remembering he was in. Well, he was in the producers. Apparently, he was also in um, the, the movie Little Big Man, which I don't know if you've seen that with Dustin Hoffman. Uh, I have, a really well, great refresh movie, that movie a little bit. I, I think I have it's seen a, this. What, what is it's a like bit a revisionist? Of? It's like a revisionist western where Dustin Hoffman is like this guy. He's he starts the movie as like a, a like one hundred year old man who's telling his life story and how he was raised by Indians and fought like General Custer and stuff. And um, but William Hickey played the like the guy who's who kind of bookends the movie who's interviewing him. And now that okay. I think about it, I do remember him. Okay, so, I, f- I feel like I saw that movie, but. Things. Yeah, so he was in other stuff, but I mean, I can't imagine he looked much younger than than fifty nine. <laughs> ever, movie. ever, yeah. I, I mean, it's. I mean, but again, God, he went God from bless him. he I went mean, from fourteen years old to fifty nine. Like he skipped an he entire did, but, three but, decades. But listen, he was still even in ninety five. He was hanging in there, and he was doing major pain. So I mean, well, I was. I only brought it up that it, whether he did stuff before because he's. I feel like. Uh, I feel like he's an actor that kind of found his niche late. Like, and he's, yeah, I mean, that's an iconic, like his role as um, the uncle in Christmas Vacation. Yes. I mean, is an iconic role. I mean, that guy, oh, yeah. the, the, every line he uttered in that movie is, is, is repeated by people at around Christmas every year. My best friend, actually, for Christmas, he had a T-shirt made with his picture saying "The Blessing." So I literally, I have a, I have a T-shirt with his face on it. Well, and and like, I mean, every line in that movie is is that you know of his is great. You know, it's like you couldn't hear a dump truck driving through a nitroglycerin plant. You know, right. like just all sorts <laughs> yeah. of stuff that you Amazing. know um, is is great. So, anyways, yeah, he's in this movie, Major Pain, um, and. Uh, he does look like he's about to die, but I that, maybe that was an actor's choice. Maybe maybe that was maybe I mean, that was a choice that he he did because it was really weird too. They had a lot of live um, live moths and and yes, butterflies. butterflies. Well, the around. movie ends. I, I yes. recall like I feel like one of the last images of the movie is him stand is William Hickey standing under a tree uh, uh, with a with a butterfly net. Yes. Like, and I was just like. Why are they allowing this 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 very elderly man <laughs> to do this? I felt concerned for him. I was he like, may fall and break somebody, a hip. Why don't risk get it? Him, get him oxygen. Get him a wheelchair. Something. But it yeah. did not seem safe for him to be doing that. No, I agree. And 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 you know, although, but because I loved him so much in in Christmas Vacation when I saw him, it's just I think he's funny. Just he, yeah. that that he, and he plays the same character in every every movie. Oh, totally. But um, totally. you know he's just a little angrier in Christmas Vacation. I also I got excited when I saw the opening credits, and one of the first names I see in the opening credits is Michael Ironside. Yes, who we just saw in Starship Troopers, and I was thrilled. I was like, oh boy! And my first thought was, oh, Michael Ironside is going to play like the hard nose uh, like platoon or like leader of the, the the military academy who butts heads with major pain right. or whatever right and instead he literally appears in one scene like 
an hour into the movie as the stone kid stepfather who's just an alcoholic asshole who basically major Payne just makes a fool of and that's it and i was like wow that's it i was very that was very disappointing and anticlimactic yeah and i uh, yes very much so and i agree i saw it too when i saw it i was like i was like oh wow all right good he's gonna be i thought that you and i thought the exact same thing and then he was yeah it was a bit part in the whole movie yeah but they they build him as if it was a big deal. They did, they did, and it was nice to see. I will say it was nice to see Michael Ironside really stretching his range by playing like a psychotic, you know, violent. <laughs> right, asshole. right. That yeah. was really that way, was that was impressive. I was yeah. I was impressed by that. Way to uh, <laughs> to expand your range, Michael yes. Ironside. Uh, oh. I haven't seen that role. Um, I think we should. I think we should go through the most uncomfortable moments in this movie a little bit because, I, you Ooh. know, to me, I, I'm going to go through a couple that I that I mm. that you know bothered me. I, I would say the uh, uh, the Mister Handicap Man that was particularly bad. Oh yeah, um, making the kids run around in dresses like oh, yes. in front of everybody. That one was very like. I, yeah, I don't know how All I felt about it because part of me was like, I'm like, I'm saying that that doesn't like doesn't hold up at all, and I'm like, but then at the same time, I'm like, well, they 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 put a dress on the kid, like I, it wasn't completely the whole, like, well, the but the whole thing. premise is just. The whole thing is gross. Yeah, it's all gross. Yeah. I mean, they when 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 the kid, the you know, the chubby kid who, you know, the, the who's like the you know the um the, the gratuitous chubby kid in the platoon, he's chosen to put the dress on. He's like, why me? And then somebody says, you have the biggest titties. I was like, okay, yeah, really, like this is not great. This is not good. Yeah, no, <laughs> and none of this is good. And and yeah, you know, it's and all bad. Those were the two big ones for me. The Mr. Handicap Man and the the running the kids around in dresses. It it was kind of like I don't get it. Um the the end sequence uh was really it wasn't it it wasn't bad, but it's my pet peeve. I've talked about this in in the uh in uh, Girls Just Want to Have Fun, which is that, you know, I feel like if you're climactic performance is going to win then you should make the climactic performance win and they did the same thing in stripes if you think exactly they did the exact same thing in stripes they for some reason yeah like and worst of all they didn't i yeah no i had a whole i had a big problem with that whole ending because they my main question is when the hell did this choreographed dance happen right because we until that moment they never showed them even like it practicing or like that whole thing was really bad. They did a really bad job of setting up the final game contest because the way, you know, cause normally the way it's done is like, there's a series of challenges that they have to, to learn how to do right. and overcome. And then when they, you know, and so in the final act, when they're in the, the, the final, you know, defining game of the movie and they succeed, it's a great triumph. But in this case, it's just like, there's no there's none of that satisfaction because it's none of it is built into the story it's just like okay now we're at the game and then they have to do it's just you're not invested in it at all right and it's 
And yeah, and exactly. And this is the part why, because this is the part where I was having technical trouble. And I was like, <laughs> I just want to see the end of the movie because I felt like I felt a responsibility out of the integrity of this podcast that I watched the whole movie. And, and then I was very quickly realized, wow, that was totally pointless. Yeah. I could have just imagined the end of this movie better. Well, I, yeah. So the end of it is two big problems. One, they do the the stripes thing, which is they don't actually do military moves they decide to do a choreographed Except dance for that the death kid which is when i realized why he was cast right <laughs> because he actually could do the do that, that one piece which i i actually was 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 relieved in that because yeah. at least there was something that was worthy yes. of winning because all the other stuff was awful they weren't even in no. sync I mean, similar to yeah. to to stripes, and we you know we talked about this, which is that they just you know they're like you know, and then the it just but at least that was like charming and stripes, yeah, because it's, it's Bill just Murray, annoying and stupid, yeah, and 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 the other part is is that like he gets tripped, you know, before this, like they're in this race, and he gets tripped, and then I think the deaf kid is the one who punches and starts the fight and then they go oh well you can't disqualify the whole team it's just the person who started it which was the deaf kid and then they got they kicked off the the other kid stone was the one who didn't end up doing the performance the deaf kid did and i was like well none of this makes like it just it just didn't make sense at all no. it was just it was a mess really really bad um all right well i you know I I got nothing else on this. I got nothing else for this movie. I'm glad it's I done. I mean, I, I'm I'm I glad am, it's over. I man, I don't want to. I will. I really don't want to talk about it anymore. I don't either. I do. Okay. I I do have a couple of things just to like. I don't want to. You know, let's to try to end it on a more positive note. There were two funny things that I I think maybe are worth mentioning. One is that. Major Payne's full name is Major Benson Winifred Payne, and his middle name was Winifred. I thought that was funny. <laughs> um, and then there was a moment when my one of my favorite lines, maybe my favorite line in the movie, is when Miss Walburn is talking to Major Payne about being better with the kids, and she asks him, do you, like, do you know what positive reinforcement is? <laughs> and, and David Wayne says, is that anything like where you take a POW and you snap his neck and <laughs> yes. you torture him so he don't have to go through the rest of his life with a colostomy bag? Yeah, I did that find funny. that funny. I found that funny I too. At that. But so, that, but again, I that that to me is is a moment where he that felt real for that character. You yeah, know, yeah. it wasn't out of the award. Like it, yeah. I thought that was, and it was un. I didn't see that coming, and it was just like I mean, I saw a bad answer coming, but I didn't see like it was very funny. The way he delivered yeah. it, I thought it was very good. Yeah, I think I think the failure of this movie was, I mean, there's a lot of failures, but the primary failure because they was they clearly couldn't decide whether or not to make it a movie about this crazy character Major Payne or like the kids in the class, right? And they and and it was like and I think if they had just made a straight up like R rated. In, just in, in like leaned into the insanity of the major pain character and just gone that way, it probably actually would have been really funny if they'd really just leaned into that. But instead they tried to make it PG 13 and they tried to have, they try, they seem to try to give equal weight in the story to the kids. And I don't get like, that. You know what? I really don't give a shit about these kids, like, but I don't care. I don't get why we would do that. Like, I don't yeah, understand it's, it. It's not it like, it doesn't, 
why why are we putting Damon Wayans in this character in this situation? Other than someone thought, yeah. wouldn't it be funny if we put a psycho- psychopath with some kids? And and yeah. that I mean, I guess that's the premise behind it. But it's just, I, I don't know. It's too. It, they're trying, like you said, they're trying to do too much, and it's cute, too cute by half. Like they're just trying to yeah. thread a needle, and they just didn't do it. Yeah, it might have been a case of like studio interference and maybe that actually was their intention. But then they're like, oh, no, we need to make this more commercial. And then so then they like watered it down. And, you know, maybe that was the case or maybe they just made a bad movie. I don't know. I think they just let's 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 chalk it up to a bad movie. All right. So we're going to say this one doesn't hold up. Um, yeah. Uh, clearly. Thumbs down. I uh, don't need don't to bother. ever watch that one. You can take this one off the list since you've owned up to putting it on the list. I think Fine, you can take yeah. this one off I, the list forever. Yeah. Um, I need, yeah. I mean, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'll take full. I'll take the blame for this. If hey. it's my, <laughs> if it's my doing. None of know. the people listening have to have had to watch it. Although I hope, I hope people, you know, eventually, cause we, we announced the movie that we're doing next. So they could watch along with us so yeah. that we could, you know, listen to what we're yeah. talking about. But um, so those of you who did listen to this, sorry, yeah, sorry, it it sucked. We didn't, I, we shouldn't have put this on there. Sin- sincerest apologies for major pain. Yeah, it was a major pain. Um, and I waited <laughs> sure fifty, was. I waited fifty three minutes to wow. get that dad joke in. So um, to get the the joke of the t- like, man, that yeah, was. I'm here. This is, this is all that. I do. I admire your restraint. Restraint. Yeah, there you go. I had none. I had to get it in. Um, all right. <laughs> So we gotta we gotta pick uh we we gotta pick the next movie. Let's uh, how many? Yeah. No, what do we got? Five hundred and sixty six. We've we've combined There's, all this. Oh, right? um, well, okay. Well, actually, I guess I've so this list keeps it keeps evolving and growing. As I said, at this point, the list stands at six hundred and ninety two. Matt, <laughs> Matt, what? <laughs> how old do you want us to be when we finish this? It's Listen, like I. I'm it's it's called job security. Okay. Well <laughs> not that this is a job, but we'll always have we'll always have something to do a podcast about. We'll never be hundred and ninety two <laughs> movies. Okay. Not, okay. Not kidding. That's, okay. that's the real number that I'm looking All at. All right. All right. Now are they random? So I gotta ask you this because you had five hundred and sixty six in the previous the previous time we selected, you've added yeah. roughly 130 more movies. Did when you added these 130, so you had 566. Are these 130 all added to the end of this list so that it's no, 566 it, to 690 is all no, these others? No, it this is uh, listen, you're talking to <laughs> Oh, a, you're going to expose you're going to ex- Yes, you're a major I, you are the major if, pain if you, of listen, movies. This is I am I'm going to be a total major pain and say <laughs> that if you think this list is not alphabetized, <laughs> you're nuts. It is 100% alphabetized. <laughs> and <laughs> so oh, we're yes. Okay. It's alphabetical. Okay. All right. So and it is a mixture of 92 alphabetical movies. It, yeah, um, it's it's everything. It's our entire childhood cinematically <laughs> in one list. Okay, that's how many movies we saw. Uh, it's un, un, yes. I mean, I uh, yeah. I feel I feel the weight of that now. Like <laughs> the thought of like think about this. Right? We watched six hundred ninety at least six hundred ninety two movies. I know that's not all the movies we watched because you're not putting all the good ones on here either. Um, so. But it's definitely not every movie we watched. I know there's got to be some stuff yeah. that we have that that we've seen that's not on this list, but but <laughs> maybe, think about but honestly, maybe I, not. Six hundred ninety-two is a lot of movies. Um, 
But it's, just think, if we watched healthy. all these movies when we were kids, it's yeah. going to take us a decade or more to watch, way more than a decade, to watch true. all of these movies again. Like, it's that true. is, I that is, yeah. I don't know how to feel about that. I know, I might need to... I, you know, I got carried away, I guess. No, I no, it's like, good. I uh, like it. I like it because it it's down. just, we're going to, we're going to keep doing it. So we've, <laughs> 692, we've done 10. Um, all right. So uh, let's go. <laughs> we'll, be, we'll be 700 years old. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's okay. We, we're going to live yes. that long. We're, we got this. All right. So, um, all right. I'm going to go with, this is so pointless. Uh, 416. <laughs> Give me that one. 460? 416. Uh, Get it right. I don't want the 460. Forgive me. 16. Forgive me. 416. 416, this is a good one, is the Monster Squads. Uh, The Monster Squad? Yes. Wait, this does not instantly ring bells for you? Oh, hold on. Is this the one where there's a a werewolf and a vampire? Or is that the Mod Squad? Or what is that? No. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, that's the mod squad from the seventies. You're right. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, is, am I Dracula thinking of the right one? Dracula, werewolf. werewolf. Uh, yes, yes. It's the, it's. There's Monster a treehouse scene. Yes, in this movie, it is basically, yeah. it's goon, it's Goonies with cl- classic Universal monsters, basically. Okay, all right, yes, and there's silver bullets the, and and all yes. sorts. Yes, okay, I do remember this movie. This is a good one. Okay, all good. right, yeah, this is. This one's uh this one's in there. I'm I'm uh yeah. I'm interested to see how this this uh how this holds up. All right, Monster Squad. I don't know why in my head I thought I, I in my head I remembered that as the Mod Squad, but I yeah I agree. I know that that's a well that is an the older Mod Squad is a thing. I know, but I for some reason in my head that movie clearly I remember this movie, but I the the name of it I remembered as Mod Squad, which is wrong. So, um, well, it's very close. That's, I now think that's a pretty easy mistake to make. Eighty seven. All right. Um, Monsters, squad. The Monsters Squad or Monster Squad. <laughs> Monsters Inc. Monster. Uh, well, th- look, Monster Little Ball. Monsters, Monster Squad, little Monsters Ball, Ball. Oh, Monsters. Monsters. There's a lot of monsters on here. Little um, Monsters is definitely on here, but no, this is mo- the Monster Squad. 1987. Okay. Uh, Who's great. in this? It's is there anybody is, famous? I mean, nobody th- that whose name. I, I mean, I mean Tom Noonan, who's a great actor, he plays the <laughs> no. Frankenstein monster. Okay. And I'm just, he's probably the biggest name in it. <laughs> okay. It was, Tom Noonan. It was, All right. It was. It was co-written by Shane Black, who is a great. He wrote Lethal Weapon. Oh wow! Did, okay, I didn't um, know that. Iron Man three and Kiss Kiss Bang Bang and like he's a great writer. And uh, Stan Winston, you know, did all the like creature effects. There's awesome like makeup and monster stuff. All right, it's awesome. It's awesome. It's Monster right. Squad. Come on, I'm excited about it, man. I I don't. I re- like I said, I remember bits and pieces of it, but I I I it's uh, is, it's gonna be it's new. It's it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be a trip down memory lane. So I'm I'm looking forward to it. All right, well, um, that's another one in the books, Matt. All right, good. Uh, Good one. We'll do uh, Monsters. I don't know what the next movie is. Something Monster Squad. The Uh, the Monster Squad. The Monster Squad. Non-plural. All right. Well, that's what we're going to... I swear to God, if we meet (laughs) next week and you watch The Mod Squad, I'm going to... It's going to be an awful podcast. We're we're not going to know what we're going to do. All right, Matt. Well, we'll... we'll, uh, Maybe we'll talk about the same movie next week. We'll see. Um, All right. Well, that's it. Good talking. Right. We we made it 
uh, through Major Pain. I feel like we earned our stripes with this one because, oh boy, yeah, full recovery. Yep.